0: Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Chardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn 85. God of truth, eternal
1: good, lift our hearts to revelation that thou mayest be understood. Thou the rock of our salvation. All thy love we have for loving. All thy truth is ours for proving him 85
0: If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website and on the home page you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that and you will see the link to the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is Lift Up Your Eyes and See God's Goodness Everywhere. The readings will now be given by Lenny from North Carolina.
2: I will read from the Bible. Isaiah The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh Shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Psalms With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Deal bountifully with my servant, that I may live, and keep thy word. Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Second Kings Then the king of Syria warred against Israel, and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing, and he called his servants and said unto them, Will ye not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha the prophet that is in Israel telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. And he said, Go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots, and a great host. And they came by night, and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early, and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city. Both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Matthew And it came to pass, when Jesus had made an end of commanding his twelve disciples, he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. And great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went into his ship and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spake many things unto them in parables. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Esaias, which says, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you, that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear, and have not heard them. Psalms O taste and see that the Lord is good, blessed is the man that trusteth in him. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate." I'll now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Miscellaneous Writings, both by Mary Baker Eddy. Science is absolute and final. It is revolutionary in its very nature, for it upsets all that is not upright. It annuls false evidence and saith under the five material senses. Having eyes ye see not, and ears ye hear not, neither can you understand. Eyes, spiritual discernment, not material, but mental. The Father in secret is unseen to the physical senses, but he knows all things and rewards according to motives, not according to speech. To enter into the heart of prayer, the door of the erring senses must be closed. Lips must be mute and materialism silent, that man may have audience with spirit the divine principle love, which destroys all error. Paul says, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things which are made. Romans 1.20 When the substance of spirit appears in Christian science, the nothingness of matter is recognized. Where the spirit of God is, and there is no place where God is not, evil becomes nothing, the opposite of the something of spirit. For right reasoning, there should be but one fact before the thought, namely, spiritual existence. In reality, there is no other existence, since life cannot be united to its unlikeness, mortality. Being is holiness, harmony, immortality. It is already proved that a knowledge of this even in small degree, will uplift the physical and moral standard of mortals, will increase longevity, will purify and elevate character. Thus, progress will finally destroy all error and bring immortality to light. To understand all our Master's sayings as recorded in the New Testament, sayings infinitely important, His followers must grow into that stature of manhood in Christ Jesus, which enables them to interpret his spiritual meaning. Then they know how truth casts out error and heals the sick. His words were the offspring of his deeds, both of which must be understood. Unless the works are comprehended, which his words explained, the words are blind. The master often refused to explain his words, because it was difficult in a material age to apprehend spiritual truth. He said, This people's heart is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. It is difficult for the sinner to accept divine science, because science exposes his nothingness but the sooner error is reduced to its native nothingness, the sooner man's great reality will appear and his genuine being will be understood. The destruction of error is by no means the destruction of truth or life, but is the acknowledgement of them. Absorbed in material selfhood, we discern and reflect but faintly the substance of life or mind. The denial of material selfhood aids the discernment of man's spiritual and eternal individuality and destroys the erroneous knowledge gained from matter or through what are termed the material senses. The opposite and false views of the people hid from their sense Christ's sonship with God. They could not discern his spiritual existence. Their carnal minds were at enmity with it. Their thoughts were filled with mortal error, instead of with God's spiritual idea, as presented by Christ Jesus. The likeness of God we lose sight of through sin, which beclouds the spiritual sense of truth. And we realize this likeness only when we subdue sin and prove man's heritage, the liberty of the sons of God. Humility is the stepping stone to a higher recognition of deity. The mounting sense gathers fresh forms and strange fire from the ashes of dissolving self and drops the world. Meekness heightens immortal attributes only by removing the dust that dims them. Goodness reveals another scene and another self, seemingly rolled up in shades, but brought to light by the evolutions of advancing thought whereby we discern the power of truth and love to heal the sick. Today, we behold but the first faint view of a more spiritual Christianity that embraces a deeper and broader philosophy and a more rational and divine healing. The time approaches when divine life, truth, and love will be found alone the remedy for sin, sickness, and death. When God man's saving principle, and Christ, the spiritual idea of God, will be revealed. Science reveals the possibility of achieving all good and sets mortals at work to discover what God has already done. But distrust of one's ability to gain the goodness desired and to bring out better and higher results often hampers the trial of one's wings and ensures failure at the outset. Mortals must change their ideals in order to improve their models. A sick body is evolved from sick thoughts. Sickness, disease, and death proceed from fear. Sensualism evolves bad physical and moral conditions. Selfishness and sensualism are educated in mortal mind by the thoughts ever-recurring to oneself. By conversation about the body and by the expectation of perpetual pleasure or pain from it. And this education is at the expense of spiritual growth. If we array thought in mortal vestures, it must lose its immortal nature. If we look to the body for pleasure, we find pain. For life, we find death. For truth, we find error. For spirit, we find its opposite matter. Now reverse this action. Look away from the body into truth and love, the principle of all happiness, harmony, and immortality. Hold thought steadfastly to the enduring, the good, and the true, and you will bring these into your experience, proportionably to their occupancy of your thoughts. The fading forms of matter, the mortal body and material earth, are the fleeting concepts of the human mind. They have their day before the permanent facts and their perfection in spirit appear. The crude creations of mortal thought must finally give place to the glorious forms which we sometimes behold in the camera of divine mind when the mental picture is spiritual and eternal. Mortals must look beyond fading, finite forms if they would gain the true sense of things. Where shall the gaze rest? but in the unsearchable realm of mind. As mortals gain more correct views of God and man, multitudinous objects of creation, which before were invisible, will become visible.
0: We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together The Lord's Prayer. will you please announce the next hymn?
5: Hymn number 412. O dreamer, leave thy dreams for joyful waking. O captive, rise and sing, for thou art free. The Christ is here, all dreams of error breaking, unloosing bonds of all captivity. He comes to bless thee on His wings of healing, to banish pain and wipe all tears away. He comes anew to humble hearts, revealing the mounting footsteps of the upward way." Hymn number 412.
0: Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, October 25th, 2023. And we warmly welcome everyone from to all of our services in person, on telephone, over the internet, or even listening to recordings of our services in case you missed it live. <coughs> At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian science. We have our Sunday morning church services at 11 a.m. every week, and at 10 a.m. we have our weekly roundtable discussion. That's where we talk about the week's lesson, and other current topics and learn more about how to apply our understanding of Christian science in our lives and in praying about world events. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning for our roundtable at 10 a.m. and the church service at 11. And we have a Sunday school for children every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. Many of the students live out of state, and they attend by calling in on the telephone. So if you have children who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get that phone number, and our teachers will be very happy to welcome them. Our next Bible study will be this Saturday morning at 10 AM. The questions are posted on the church website under the lesson tab, along with some study aids. So check them out and join us Saturday morning uh, at 10 o'clock for a lively Bible study. We have a website, plainfieldcs.com, with the very finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. And we have 17 additional websites, in a variety of languages, so that people can hear and read the healing truths of pure Christian science in their own language. All the resources we have on our various websites are free. There is never a charge, and you don't have to join anything. Our goal is to make Mrs. Eddy's teachings available to people all around the world. And we have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here in person, be sure to bring the whole family. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. St. Paul testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your telephone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through the study and practice of Christian science.
5: Bruce. Hey, you guys. You know, I was looking at our a website and I noticed that our most recent issue of the newsletters on there and one of the items on there is something taken from our round table that says if you lose your joy just remember all the good that God has done for you I had an experience like that recently wasn't that recent it was some time ago um an issue didn't resolve itself the way that I thought I wanted it to And at first, I was a little bit bummed out, but I did remember a few things that I learned here in the church, which were that principle is still in operation. God is still governing. He's the one who's still in control. So I kept thinking about that, and then after a while, I cheered up. Well, you know, this thing never did resolve the way I wanted to, but guess what? Life goes on, and things are continuing just fine anyway without it. So for me, this was a bit of an object lesson on expectations and the abusive nature of human will. And I call human will abusive because in some way or another, it will always be disappointed. But the question is, does that have to result in sadness or disappointment or depression? No, it does not have to do that at all. We can still rejoice in God and about the uh, expectation aspect of it, I just remembered from Hymn 350, it says, we expect a bright tomorrow, all will be well. Faith can sing through days of sorrow, all must be well. So with that, anytime I'm feeling a little bit bummed out about anything, it makes me wanna ask myself, How loudly is my faith singing praises to God? And for me, that would definitely be the antidote to it all. So I'm very grateful for learning these lessons.
0: Thank you. Elizabeth from New Hampshire. Go ahead, please.
6: Good evening. And thank you for those really awesome readings tonight. They're really terrific. Um, I would like to express my gratitude tonight for something that I learned in the last couple of years, and I'm pretty sure I learned it from Plainfield. It was in regard to indifference being a form of hatred. It was said that if it's not total love, then it's hatred, and indifference falls into this category. I was driving down the street one day recently through the main street of our small town when I noticed a person that was very different to the area very strangely dressed in what seemed like a costume of sorts and as if it were everyday attire and acting very, very strangely. At first the thought came, what a shame it is to see that, and so close to home. Well, I caught myself, and as they say in Plainfield, where was God in all this? I was at first startled to have the ugliness of this thought pointed out to me, but on the heels of that I was very glad to have it come to the surface where it could be destroyed. This week's lesson says, Now, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Meaning to me, yes, the chastening is for the good. It is truth bringing error into the light to be seen, and thereby destroyed. It is search my heart because I don't want these things in me. If divine love is the true source of every thought, I should be seeing every man in his true depict. And if there does seem to be something off, we must see that as not a part of this man. We must attack the error and free the man. Thank you very much again for everything and good night.
0: Thank you. Luanne from New York, go ahead, please.
7: This past week, I had an opportunity to visit a close friend of mine in Georgia, who first introduced me to Christian science. During our visit, she gave me a few things that meant a lot to me. On the way back home, I had to transfer to a different plane than I was scheduled to take, and my suitcase did not follow me. I was deeply saddened that I had lost the items she gave me. My mind went back to the past, where it seemed that everything I held dear to me was taken away, which is something I have struggled with for a long time. I called my practitioner about the lost suitcase, and she immediately told me to let go of any personal sense and don't let it steal my joy, and to get my heart right with God. It was true. I was not at peace at all with my relationship with God, and I was not putting God first. It was like everything I've learned in Christian science just flew out the window. I hadn't even thought about the fact that my Bible and science and health were also in the suitcase until I was sent a lesson to proof. When I did realize that, I told my practitioner, and she said, those things are of God, and for that reason, they will come back to me. I worked for a week, um, reconnecting with God and the truths that I have learned, and when I could finally let go of any personal sense of my friend and the items she gave me, and when I could finally feel at peace and could put God first in my desires, the airport called and said they found my suitcase and that it would be delivered that day. I'm so grateful to my practitioner for her strong work in this matter. I'm grateful to have my Bible and science and health back so I can continue doing the work for the church. And for this lesson that was taught regarding personal sense. I'm so grateful to God for everything I've been given. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Elizabeth from Georgia. Go ahead, please.
8: Thank you, Lenny, so much for those wonderful readings. I love the account of um, Elisha with the horses and chariots, and I work with that a lot, that, um, Lord, open thou mine eyes that I may see. Um, in 2022, my husband and I <clears throat> had an opportunity to move on from a locale we loved to another location. However, it was really hard for me to let go, and it was Hard for me to move on, and I kept questioning if we were making the right decision. I would ask God many times, Is this what you want us to do? If it is, please show me. I admit that I wanted a definitive answer. I wanted a voice to tell me clearly and plainly. But when I took the time to be very quiet and ask that question in humility and truly put it on the altar, knowing that I needed to give up my human desires and just trust and the blessings that God would bring, no matter what the decision. What I received quietly in prayer several times was, Go forward. Take the steps. It will be revealed. So we did go forward, and a year and a half later, this decision has been revealed as the right one. God has provided us with so many blessings that I can't, couldn't even imagine. It turned out we sold at a perfect time, Right after we sold the home we had loved for so many years, the town voted to put certain restrictions on homes, and those restrictions have made it very difficult now to buy or sell real estate. The new home and area has been one filled with new activity, friendships, and opportunities, and it's also been a real blessing for my husband in many ways I couldn't have imagined. So I just wanted to give gratitude for God's overflowing supply and goodness when we trust in him. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Jeremy.
4: I am grateful tonight for all I have learned about Christian science here. I would like to say how grateful I am for these Wednesday testimony meetings and for my practitioner instilling in me this discipline of showing up each week ready to give a testimony. The last time I showed up without a testimony ready to give was more than 10 years ago now, and when that happened, I felt awful all week for not having done what I could. And because of that truly awful feeling, I now have 10 years of evidence that Christian Science Works which I can read back through if I need to remember all the blessings that being a member of this church has brought my way. Of course, I apparently came here with more than 10 years of issues to be healed, so this isn't me boasting of my own personal accomplishments, but rather is just me giving heartfelt gratitude for Christian science and practitioner support that are perpetually greater than any wrong thinking or trouble or physical issues I've had. It is truly a daily blessing to be a member of this church. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia.
9: Good evening. Tonight I would like to thank Mary Baker Eddy for sharing her divine revelation of Christian science. Sunday's roundtable, as always, was absolutely magnificent. Thank you to our holy practitioners for your teaching. Today I was contemplating the arrogance of the human mind, the so-called mind that would always contest with the truth. This mortal mind, as so named by Mary Baker Eddy, is always puffed up, always wrong, and always malicious. This malicious mortal mind runs when it feels the total and utter power of the divine mind. Christian science found me many years ago quite a wretch from a human perspective. I was angry, hurt, arrogant, and extremely self-willed. It was a mighty battle to put out the mortal mind that would try to rule my life try to tell me that God is not ever-present, omnipotent, all-powerful, purity, goodness and love. In my case, this mortal mind presented as cruel and violent people my so-called family. Throughout the years of studying science and health, I have witnessed many healings of all kinds for others and for myself also. But these many healings are the rock of truth in Christian science, the unmistakable, unshakable, undeniable truth of God in Christian science. In speaking about her path to reveal Christian science, Mary Baker Eddy wrote in her textbook Science and Health, quote, "'I knew the principle of all harmonious mind action to be God.'" and that cures were produced in primitive Christian healing by holy, uplifting faith. But I must know the science of this healing, and I won my way to absolute conclusions through divine revelation, reason, and demonstration. The revelation of truth in the understanding came to me gradually and apparently through divine power. End quote. That is our revelator Mary Baker Eddy speaking. I have found that when faith is reasoned according to the so-called human intellect we are starting on the wrong premise entirely. We are building on the sand as the scripture describes it. To build on the rock of Christ, truth The whole human presumption of self must be thoroughly overturned, chastened, and corrected, and this is done only through God's purity and love, through seeking to know him, by studying the scriptures and the divine revelation given to Mary Baker Eddy in Science and Health. The lesson this week is full of wise teaching from Proverbs, quote, for whom the Lord loveth he correcteth, even as a father, the Son, in whom he delighteth. End quote. I love this lesson, full of truth, and thank you to the lesson writer this week. I am so grateful that anyone who truly wants to know how Christ Jesus healed and practiced throughout his ministry can learn to do this through studying and the pure Christian science taught and lived at this holy church. Thank you, God. Thank you, Christ Jesus. Thank you, Mary Baker Eddy. And thank you, Plainfield Independent. And so much love to you all.
0: Thank you. Luba from Ohio. Go ahead, please.
6: Thank you. I'm so grateful for this week's golden text. Uh, Revelation 2-7, which states, To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. In my own journey, the idea of overcoming and going forward and not looking back is most important. I remember a quote which said, I can is the son of I am. Also, I'm so very grateful for the continual support of my loving practitioner who instills in me that with God all things are possible. I'm so grateful for the readings tonight, the music, and I'm very happy to be here this evening.
0: Thank you. Shahidat from Maryland, go ahead, please. Good evening. I regularly listen to the recordings of the early
10: workers on YouTube. Lately, I've been listening to the recording of Oneness, the article Oneness by Big Neil Young, and I've been, getting, yeah, I've been getting much out of it. So I'd like to give, express my gratitude tonight for the readers of these wonderful articles and for Jeremy and his team that formatted Upload These Treasures for all to enjoy. I'm so thankful to be a part of the Plainfield Christian, Independent Christian Science Church. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Gary.
11: One of the many uh, wonderful lessons uh, that I have been learning in this church is uh, that whenever I have any kind of a need or any kind of a problem, whether it's with my health or business or family or whatever, the only way to get the right answer is to turn to God. Uh, whether it's a little problem or a big problem, humanly speaking. Um, There's a statement in our textbook that has meant a lot to me. Um, Mrs. Eddy writes, quote, Divine mind is the only cause or principle of existence. Cause does not exist in matter, in mortal mind, or in physical forms. End quote. And what this has meant to me is that whenever I have a need, the only place I can turn with confidence is to the divine mind. I remember when I first came to Plainfield, I had been taught as a student in school and in my early career to humanly analyze things whenever something needed to be you know, to be fixed or corrected or whatever, or whether there was a problem to solve, the smart human mind was supposed to analyze. So I was well-trained in humanly analyzing things, and I found that it was often um, not a very fruitful exercise. Uh, took a long time. I often came up with wrong answers, and it felt very arrogant, as the previous testifier testified so well, uh, to think that I or anybody could have such a splendid, more human mind that we could solve problems that way. Well, anyway, it was uh, it was not uh, a very useful exercise. Um, but I thank God there was a practitioner of Christian science and a teacher of Christian science in this church that helped me by telling me that, no, human analysis is not a very useful exercise, that a much more useful exercise is the ex- is the skill, the discipline of listening to what God has to say. Well, this was a kind of a new concept to me at the time and something that appealed to me and something that I started to learn. And with the help of this practitioner, I began to learn how to listen In the Bible, it says, you know, pray without ceasing. Um, And as I began to listen better to what God was telling me, I found myself knowing the answers to situations much more quickly, better answers, making fewer mistakes and feeling more grateful to God and more confident to be able to rely on him rather than trying to rely on any kind of a human intellect, if you will. And I can honestly say that whenever I have genuinely relied, turned to God and relied on his answer, I have found really good answers to every kind of problem I've ever taken to him. So, I'm very grateful for this lesson, very grateful for the help of that practitioner and teacher uh, for this lesson. And I'm very grateful to be here with you tonight.
0: Thank you.
12: Craig. Thank you, Lenny, for all those treasures of truth, all those beautiful statements that uh, we should just hold and walk with. So many I've heard before, and they're still, well, they're always powerful, and alive, and inspiring. I uh, I thank God for this church, and for the great our great God, and Mary Baker Eddy, and, and the <clears throat> trained practitioners that are here. Uh, I'm a parent, and um, and I, I've been criticized for some time, but uh, I can I can be a parent, but it's so easy for a child to see me as a human individual, <clears throat> not not as something that God has given them. And uh, uh, so there was a time when my uh, my son went off. And he's he's old enough to, but. He 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 left, and I didn't think he was ready, prepared to, to go off. And so my wife and I were worried, and we prayed, and it was contacted practitioner, and and uh, I knew we had loved him and loved him, and we thought God would want us to, and did for him and fed him and and uh, <clears throat> kind of directed him in ways that made Benedict <laughs> fed him, but but wasn't always seen to be that we were. Trying to help, so I was very, I, I was very upset. I was having a hard time sleeping. At times and just uh, saying hymns to get to sleep. Many days, in the last week or two. And uh, then I <clears throat> just trusted God and said that uh, He'd be safe. And, and occasionally I would text him and ask, ask him basically, if you're safe, let me know. <laughs> and he would he would start to text back, yes, I'm safe. So, um, but I didn't know what direction he was really going. And it bothered me. So, and so, uh, Sunday I had my part to do at church, and I knew our practice had worked for the situation, but I, did, I didn't know what was gonna ha- happen, but it, I, I should've known it was gonna be something good. And it was. Uh, oh, I, know, I mean, after I got home from church and was out a while, my wife and I, around the neighborhood, here he comes, as if there was nothing wrong. But one thing, he, he didn't expect to be condemned for his actions. And I have, we've taught, do not condemn anyone. If they make a mistake, lift them and love them and correct them. But no need to condemn, it, it just keeps them in an error and trouble. And so he felt welcome to come back and he did and he I thank God that we have that <clears throat> feeling that spirit, that truth that we've been taught in this church that it allows us to be open to to for people to accept our love and to seek it and know it's not going you know be a bad thing but a good thing. So I thank God for our practitioners in this church, in Mary Baker Rady, uh, previously, I know, I'm sure I would have been a totally different person and, and, and a totally different outcome would have happened. I thank God for it. He, <clears throat> he has a chance to, even uh, certainty, <clears throat> to follow God's plan for him, which the Bible says, uh, I, have n- I have not seen nor yet heard what God has prepared for them that love him, who are called according to his purpose. And and it's true, I I have never experienced so many good things before coming to this place. And our children too will, as they accept his love. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Shardy.
1: Good evening. During our Wednesday night testimony meetings, gratitude is given for our holy practitioners, and indeed they are. In the past, just thinking about calling my practitioner for help has stopped many of discomfort. Healing has occurred just by being in close proximity to my practitioner, and I am grateful. Sometimes the need of the moment is obvious, and other times it is just being in the presence of continuous, uplifted thought that heals an unspoken need of Recently, this has happened, excuse me, on three occasions, and I am expressing my heartfelt gratitude for the exemplary high standard of healing work and understanding of Christian science as taught here and by our courageous leader, Mrs. Eddy. It is love, Christ's love, that keeps all of us in the kingdom of God the secret place of the Most High. I believe that this truly is the constant conscious capacity to understand God.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Linda.
13: Thank you very much for the readings tonight. Uh, The title about looking up and seeing God's goodness everywhere reminded me of the lesson that Uh, Pretty early on, my practitioner worked with me to address my very negative thought about uh, always seeing what was wrong. And she taught me that I needed to look for the good, the good that was around, and cultivating that sense of gratitude. And it's grown over the years. And it's uh, become more natural for me to quickly stop especially if things seem out of sort, to start watching and look for the good. I'm very grateful and I want to continue to cultivate this. Uh, It's been a great blessing in my life, and it's really quite amazing how uh, much good you can see when you start looking and how much it blesses your life to Focus on that, which is focusing on God and what God is doing. And uh, I'm very grateful to be here tonight and be part of this mission of this church. Uh, and uh, for Mrs. Eddy and all that she sacrificed and, and the many people who have gone before us, both uh, the Mrs. Eddy's workers and in this church, so that we could have uh, this beautiful science to share with the world, especially right now. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead, please. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Lenny, for those powerful statements
10: you read tonight. I want to share and share my gratitude for a lesson that you read about tonight also. You said on page 260 of Science and Health that a sick body is evolved from sick thoughts. That was a bit hard to take in the beginning when I was learning, you know, why the suffering. And also on page 391, it says that real suffering for our own sins will cease in proportion as the sin ceases. I am so grateful that over the years, I've come to really accept this, to check my thinking. And I see now why, Mrs. Eddie says, and porter at the door of your thoughts, because <clears throat> often the suffering is because we are denying God in some way, one way or other. We are seeing that something else is more powerful. There's an evil something, you know, disturbing my home or disturbing my business, or you know, uh, of course, the physical is always another another suffering that we go through. But it's always checking thought and making sure that I am looking above all this or appealing to God, to the Christ within, to see the lie that I'm holding to, to deny it and to replace it with the truth of God's supremacy. And from doing that, it's really obeying God's law, his only law, which is I am all. If we obey that, It really has been a a tremendous difference in how things are resolved. Sometimes, one time I had something on my body that I couldn't understand, you know, why wasn't this going away? But I forgot, or I wasn't thinking, that I had associated so many wrong thinking with it, so it persisted, and so I prayed and begged God, show me, show me, show me, until I, Started to forget about it, not dwell on it so much. In other words, not making something of it and then trying to use the truth to heal it. And by taking it out of my thoughts, really knowing that I am God's image and likeness, continuing to know the supremacy of God, that He's here everywhere, you know, that so then I can claim my Christ, Christ childhood and know that this Christ-selfhood is everybody's also, in doing all that, this thing is, I, I don't even see it anymore. So it's very important. This what Mr. Setti says here is true. A sick body is evolved from sick thought. So all I'm saying is that I'm so grateful for this discovery, I would call it, because I would never have known the, the connection that there's such a thing to even consider. So I'm grateful for science. It really does heal. It's helped me so much. And I just wanted to be able to say say this in absolute humble gratitude to our Father, Mother, God. I'm grateful to be here tonight to hear all the other testimonies for the music and of course, for the reading. Happy to be here. Thank you.
14: Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. Uh, First email I have is from South Dakota. I am grateful for God's love, patience, and presence, and for Plainfield's support for, for God's messengers who express the Christ and provide the comforter for all mankind. Thank you to Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy. The Bible lesson this week ties so beautifully the connection between everlasting punishment and God's love. Thank you, Bible lesson writers, for your dedication and support. I had occasion recently to see a blessing unfold when the human tendency to overindulge in the selves, selfs, which shuts out progress, was overridden by God's grace. I really appreciate the daily watches and a recent one dealing with the overcoming of the nine selves, as in self, aggrandizement, self-pity, etc., and, and that stays close to thought these days. Thanks to Plainfield for practitioner support and for the soul expression of your musicians. And this from Pennsylvania. In the last several weeks, I have experienced three big physical challenges one after another. Rather than getting into details, I would like to express gratitude for the teaching of the Plainfield Church on how to live and practice Christian science. In particular, the importance of keeping one's joy and not to miss the lessons to be learned. Kudos to the dedicated, competent, loving members and teachers. There has been such good progress in an abiding sense of joy, countless evidences of God's loving care. I also should acknowledge the prayerful support of a Plainfield member who is also a family member. We sure have needed it, and it has been a great help. Thank you, God, for your loving care, and thank you, Plainfield, for reflecting that loving care. And then the last one from North Carolina. Sometimes, not infrequently, when I'm stretched out, relaxing to fall asleep, what comes to my thoughts are the minutes after the Sunday roundtable and service I attended in Plainfield on September 17th. The scene with all of us together in the foyer, not realizing at the time that we're we're gradually forming a circle. Comfortable silences, words spoken from the heart in a matter-of-fact way, thoughtful conversation, not chit-chat. It was like my dialogues with God. I relive the feeling of being part of the circle and reflecting back. I'm realizing it's not your church member circle, It is our circle, and a most important and holy circle of love it is. In addition to my listening to the things on the YouTube, most recently, Cradled Obscurity by Sybil Wilbur. My first time looking up articles on the website, and it was easy to find, thanks to whoever is doing the website. I'm working hard also to be a better thinking person, and just when I think I've got the hang of it, riding along, doing my studies, doing and saying what God wants me to do, peaceful, smooth, then another stupid temptation to be critical and patient comes. Oh, goodness. Darn animal magnetism. Lately, some progress, a softening, and I catch myself when I catch myself being critical of others and myself, I know it's not my nature at all, working to catch it sooner. Much love to you all and everyone that is working so hard in Plainfield. I'd like to express gratitude for those readings tonight with the topic of lift up your eyes and see God's goodness everywhere. There's a beautiful story in the book, The Healer by David Keeston, and it talks about a, a mother who is taking her child. To Pleasant View to see Mrs. Eddie. I believe it was the day when Mrs. Eddie gave the talk from the balcony. And anyway, the, the child, the little girl, was in great discomfort because she had a boil on her head. Um but they got together, got themselves together, and went anyway. And when the woman related the story of when they got to a moment when they were able to see Mrs. Eddy and greet her. Um, she states that she never felt such love in her life. And uh, she wondered why she had never felt it before. And anyway, after she got home, she found that the, the little child had been totally healed. And also, she felt changed. She said before then, she realized that the love she expressed toward her, she had two children, was a very human sense of love. But after that greeting from Mrs. Eddy, she learned about the divine love that just loves everything it sees, just the grass under your feet. Everywhere you looked, it's a very impersonal love. And the world just seemed so much more beautiful to her than it ever had before. It's such a beautiful story, I, I can't even describe it the way it was written in the book and her account of it, the mother's account. But that one meeting with Mrs. Eddy had changed her life forever. And of course it healed that little girl. So this is why it is so important to see God's creation, to see what God made, made, and to stay in that divine state of mind where you are feeling that love of God coming through you, blessing you, and blessing all. So I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you again for the readings, for the beautiful music, and all those of you that testified. It's always a joy
0: to be together, and have a good evening. Thank you. To close our meeting, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn?
13: Hymn number 230. I'll read the fourth verse. Our friend, our brother, and our Lord, what may thy service be, nor name, nor form, nor ritual word, but simply following thee. Hymn number 230.